Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration for a better world. Today's podcast has been edited and adapted from the book The Mental Cure by Walter Felt Evans, published in 1874. One of the principal mediums through which mind acts upon mind is that of words, spoken or written. Words are the representatives of ideas, the outward manifestation of thought, the symbols of our hidden spiritual power. They are things that have life in them, which is communicated by them. They are not mere empty sounds like the sighing of the wind or the noise of a waterfall. If this were the case, they would be of no more consequence than the breath expended in producing them. The whole soul is sometimes in the words we utter, especially when, to use the common expression, they come from the heart, that is, from a love of life. The outward material body is not who we are, and is not a necessary part of humanity. It is the mind that defines you, and the mind is composed of two departments, love and intellect, which are outwardly manifested as affection and thought, and ultimately expressed in the words we say. Your words are charged with the very life of you, the vital force of your soul. They affect not only the mind, but they sink into the interior depths of our being. They are not like leaves loosened from the trees by an autumn wind and strewn upon a lake to float upon its surface. They have spiritual gravity, which causes them to sink into the hidden depths of the spirit. Words are the index of character. They enclose them within our thoughts and the tone with which they are spoken indicates the state of our affections. The utterance of a single word can reveal the love, fear, or hate that lurks within it, and as such, our life and character are laid open to public view. By the effect of our words, others can perceive the cause. The heart is the fountain, words are the stream. If the fountain is clear as crystal, the issuing spring will be the water of life. However, if the heart is like a bitter well, there will be no sweetness in the words. Even idle or aimless words, and mere fashionable talk, which are like the bubbles or foam floating on the stream of life, though they may assume the most beautiful forms, and steal the tints of the rainbow, will be internally like the acidic heart from whence they came. Jesus declared a great truth when he said that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The Greek word translated here as abundance signifies a fullness that overflows. When the heart is full of love it overflows in kind and gentle words. But when a heart is full of anger it is like a volcanic well that boils over in scalding words. If there is melancholy in the heart, and the soul is full of sadness, there is a dirge-like strain in the tone of the voice, 
like the sighing of the midnight winds through the leafless trees of a cemetery in winter. However, if joy and serenity pervade our being, the cheerful music of our voice will mix and mingle with the grand chorus of the music of the spheres. This is not to say that to the blunted perceptions of most people, our words will always reveal our guiding love and inward character. Our words may indeed fall from our lips unheard and unremarked, gathering like cooling pools of wax around a burning candlestick. Yet we must burn on for those who can see the light. Words are wonderfully mysterious things. When spoken in the presence of mind, they do not waste themselves upon the illimitable and desert air, but cleave to the soul of those who hear them like nails driven into the walls of the house. Who has not been troubled by the involuntary remembering of hurtful comments made years long ago in childhood? They often light down like a flock of crows to pollute our peace of mind. They come unbidden to mingle with our meditations, and perhaps even our prayers. There is a verse in an old poem which reads, Lulled in the countless chambers of the brain, Our thoughts are linked by many a hidden chain. Awake but one, and lo, what myriads arise. Each stamps its image as the other flies. Thus it is with the words we heard in our childhood, either good or bad. In adulthood touch but one, and a whole cloud of them will arise like aquatic birds from a lake in the mountains. They are coloring substances so diffusive that a minute and almost inestimable quantity will tinge a large body of water. A few kind words will sometimes give coloring to a person's whole life. I am not speaking of words of cloying sentimentality or those time-worn cliches we so often hear uttered to friends or family who are suffering in overwhelming grief. For these are not spoken from genuine love, but rather empty recitation. Love is the animating soul of all truly kind words, and through their medium we may communicate our own mental states, our inmost life, to strengthen and invigorate those that need our help. To those whose affections are blasted and cold from some great calamity that has crushed through their heartstrings, it does not matter what we say if our words do not spring from a heart glowing with genuine love, for there is no heat in them. They impinge against the afflicted spirit like the frost crystals of a winter's day. Our words may shine and glitter, but they chill the life's blood of those who speak or hear them. In all loving words there is a therapeutic force and a divine life. Truth when it is the vitalizing spark within an outward envelope of living love, deposited in the mind of another, never fades from their memory so that it cannot be recalled. It may for a season be forgotten, or pass from their present recollection. It may to appearance seem buried beneath the rubbish of daily living, but at the time when the memory is most needed, it shall come forth again from its sepulcher to consciousness and assert its divine light to reign. It will be like characters written with invisible ink. The paper thus inscribed appears blank, yet when held before the fire, line after line, sentence after sentence, 
comes to view as if penned by an invisible hand. Truth from love is divine. It is the light of a quenchless flame. Like Milton's angels, it is immortal in every part and cannot die. It is one of those divine and positive realities that cannot be annihilated. The words that enclose it and through which it enters the memory can never be erased from that imperishable tablet. Though sunk deep beneath the oblivious waves of the past, they will sometimes rise and float upon the surface. There are many examples which show the tenacity with which the mind holds the memory of words even casually spoken. Among them we might recall a story told by the poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge of a servant girl who in the delirium of a fever was heard to repeat long sentences in Greek and Rabbinic Hebrew, languages she had never learned and which she had only casually heard spoken by the minister in whose family many years before she had lived as a maid. Yet those words of a strange language were firmly imprinted upon her mind. There is also the case of 19th century Germans in Philadelphia, who when dying usually prayed in the native tongue of their childhood, though they had not spoken it for 50 years and had otherwise forgotten it. Thus our words of love and kindness will have a lasting influence. They will live in the minds of others long after the monuments that mark the resting places of our ashes shall have crumbled back to dust. There is a lasting power also in written words. A letter or a book may be charged with the divine magnetism of a spiritual life. There is an underlying truth in the apparently extravagant assertion of William Hazlitt that words are the only things that last forever. Words convey the mental treasures of one period to the generations that follow, and laden with this their precious freight, they sail safely across gulfs of time in which empires have suffered shipwreck. The wise and brave of past ages, the noblest and most gifted spirits that have ever lived and moved among us, the world's real heroes and benefactors, have sometimes gathered up into a few words the rich harvest of their knowledge and experience and launched them upon the ocean of human life to carry their treasures to all coming ages. A book infused with such wisdom and generosity of his spirit is not to be classed among things that are dead. A living soul seems to breathe and speak from its pages. The affection and thought of the author that which never can be separated from their living mind, still animate the sentences. There is an intuitive perception of this in all great books. In the cloistered stillness of the library that has gathered up these treasures, we seem to move along its silent halls among the spirits of the mighty dead, who whisper, Live boldly, live recklessly, live lovingly, but most of all, Live. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts of our podcasts, visit us online at livinghour.org. Today's podcast was sponsored in part by autosuggestion.io. Transform your life in 30 days. Discover the autosuggestion sound method at autosuggestion.io 
and by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration and motivational gifts. Visit them online at bookofzen.com. Subscribe to the Inspirational Living Podcast by looking us up in the iTunes Store. If you're using an Android phone, download the Stitcher app and you'll find us on there. We deliver new podcasts twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Thanks for joining us. I look forward to talking to you next time.